Hi, I'm Commander Shepard, and Spawn on Me podcast is my favorite podcast on the city now. I should go. Welcome, everybody, to Spawn on Me, episode 165. My name is the dot com of the jackson sharif of the jackson dot sharif sharif jackson dot com sharif jackson what is up everybody and i am joined as usual by not my man my mellow but my mellow my man it's like that it's my mellow my man cicero holmes how you doing man yo i'm doing great now i want to listen to the roots yo yeah yo shout out to black thoughts man shout out to black thought who Is still my favorite MC, even though he is on a late late night show band. Um, it's I always find it weird that I, one of the most gifted MCs right. in terms of battle, in terms of regular songs, right. can also still do a Tonight Show band and still be dope. Yeah, yeah, you and know? you know what? So, at, like out. at first, people thought they really they really sold out, but think about it. Jimmy knows who they are, and they are constantly working and they've expanded their audience. Yeah. Think about how many people had never heard of the roots and went through their catalog and their catalog is something that they could listen to and not be immediately turned off by. Like it's still conscious hip hop that will allow, you know, that can allow for broader audiences. Shout out, shout out to the roots, yo. Absolutely. And if you didn't get the Mellow My Man reference, make sure to pick up the Do You Want More album from the roots. Oh, goodness gracious. Which was their second yo, that album. Whole, that whole and catalog. And it is fire. Yeah, that whole catalog is dope, son. Yep, yep, it's yeah. dope. Um, also dope, our previous guest, Miss Kristen Keipel. I said Rose. Better, better, better half. Yes. Much better half. Yes, she is. Um, uh, she was. She was awesome. We got to learn about Kristen and like Cicero's early DJ hero dates. Yes. Um, and it was great to hear her give a, a stubnostication as well. She gave her own prediction, yeah. um, which was amazing. Uh, yeah. So, so like we'll, we'll see if, if her destiny two predictions come true. Uh, yeah. A, yeah. Hey, listen, don't, don't doubt her. Don't doubt yeah. it. It was, it was wonderful having my baby doll. My baby on the show. She came and bring me, brought me, bring me. She bring me some water. Uh, she oh brought me God. some water. <laughs> she brought me some water and stole my Chromebook right before we started recording. Um, and I gave it a side eye. Um, I love her. She's she's awesome. Um, and I'm glad you guys liked it. Great. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was like a fun episode. Um, me and Kai definitely got pressure from our partners for it to be on the show as well. <laughs> um, so thanks for adding that pressure. See, um, it's what I'm, I do. I'm definitely going to have to have Laura on the show and Kai's definitely going to have to have Joe on the show. Maybe all three on the show. Yeah. Uh, was, and like we just bounce plan. and just have them talk about how we podcast too much. And yeah. Uh, and take away from their uh, time with them. Uh, so, um, yeah, y'all. So we have another great guest this week. Um, very, very excited um, because, you know, all of our guests that we have on, um, we are all fans of in like a one way or another. Um, and I found I found out about our guests through um, Guardian Radio 
which is uh, one of the leading, well, in, in my opinion, the leading Destiny podcast um, that was a podcast before Destiny was even a game, which right. is insane. <laughs> right. um, and then when, 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 when I interacted with her and, you know, got to know her better over social media, I found out that she was the founder of this huge clan and she did these fundraisers and just as a great positive presence, I feel like, um, in the games community, which is what we always need. Um, and I'm very, very happy, very, very humble to welcome, uh, Belle Bunny to the show. How you doing, Belle? Oh, well, now I'm blushing a lot, so thank you for that. <laughs> all right, yes, all, all you podcast listeners, you can hear the blushing. You yes. can hear the blush. <laughs> but no, thank you. It's it's a huge honor to be here, and that was a really big intro to le- live up to. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, like, you do great work, you know, and, and um, you know, and, and, like, I'm very happy to share it with, with our community here in uh Bricago, you know and um and and we hope that like you can share it with your community at garden radio as well um obviously there's already a lot of uh cross-pollination because ka, ka <laughs> and uh mark who's one of the co-hosts on garden radio host paragon radio um right. so, so so we already have that connection um so i guess to start off why don't you um tell the listeners a little bit about you know about yourself and like what you do i already gave kind of a brief intro but you know if like you could just add to that and just share uh your skills my with the skills people. your skills you want the full list of my skills because we could no <laughs> 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 um okay so yeah i'm bell i go by bell bunny on the interwebs um that's cool to say that now right interwebs yeah, sure. <laughs> we'll allow it and <laughs> um and I'm the I'm the founder of the clan Dames of Destiny, um, which is an all women's clan, um, and I am the community manager and co-host for Guardian Radio. Um, which, yeah, I agree. I mean, we're we're the Destiny podcast. Let's be honest. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm gonna get in trouble for that. But I mean, when you when you make an entire year's worth of content before a game is even out, right. that's that's I don't know. I applaud them for that. That was before my time, but um, you still take credit for it, though. Yeah, yeah I totally take absolutely. credit. For it. I mean, I'm the community manager. It's my job to take credit, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I also started Safe Gamers, which is kind of an offshoot uh, clan of the Dames. Um, it's kind of our everybody is welcome, not just people who identify as women. Sure. Um, and that kind of that was my baby, but I handed it off. That's I can't take credit for where that's at <laughs> anymore at all. <laughs> um, and then I, I also do uh, recently started up streaming again on Twitch, and I do some some YouTube videos, sort of <laughs> when I feel like actually making them. Um, but yeah, definitely the the Destiny community is kind of my that's my home where i became anything i guess i mean anything on the internet i should say so okay i don't know what else you want to know <laughs> <laughs> well no your social security number 
Uh, wow. Uh, like a criminal record. Um, oh, oh, I didn't agree to that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't, I, I didn't prep you for that question. Right. Um, Reef's over here front. He got warrants. So yeah, I, I, I got warrants. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my name is Sharif. So right, right. Me. I'm sure some cop will mistake me for someone that is oh. arrested. Um, yeah. So, so like you talked about, you know, Dame's destiny. All. All female clan. Um, can well, you- no, no. I wanted. I do want to correct that. We 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 used to label our, ourselves as an all female clan, right. and we realized that that's actually not the appropriate terminology for us to use. Um, we've switched it to a clan for all women oh, um, okay. because we do emphasize. We get the question a lot. We emphasize the fact that anybody who identifies right. gotcha. as a woman right. is welcome, um, no matter what phase of transition or cool. level of identification, whatever <laughs> terms we want to use. Um, Everybody's welcome. Awesome. Um, yeah, no, that, yeah. that was actually going to be one of my uh, later questions. So thanks oh, for sorry. knocking that one, on that one um, <laughs> But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really curious to hear about the origins of Dames of Destiny. I mean, um, you know, I think it's, you know, it's not a secret that a lot of women, um, you know, when they play online games, there's like this nasty history, you know, of harassment or or of simply like feeling like you're alone, you know, and that there's mm-hmm. not a, like a like a safe s- space. So I'm really curious in, as to what kind of led to the formation of the clan and like and like what were some of those initial experiences? Because now like your membership is enormous, you know, so 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 like what what kind of went into, you know, the formation of it? So it started off with. A um, little background on me, which might also be jumping the gun on some of your other questions, but <laughs> oh, um, my first real like gaming experience, I guess, was in the world of Call of Duty. Um, and that's generally where I just kind of leave that explanation. I just kind of go, with, <laughs> I played COD, and then Dames was born. Right. But um, <laughs> just, I mean, as, as a female in the COD world, right. um, that was not the best introduction I could mm. have had right. into yeah. gaming. Yeah. Um, especially at the time. Like, this was back when I was in high school, so we're talking, oh, God, I'm old now. I don't know, however long oh, ago please. that was. Whatever. <laughs> hold, was on. hold on while I give you the Anderson Cooper eye roll for <laughs> saying you're old. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay, fair enough. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, so it was, you know... It, being in a game where, first of all, it kind of forced you into uh, communications with other players, right. not having that really that choice to opt in rather than being forced in, led to just a lot of, there's a lot of negativity that just kind of happens to exist in that community. Um, and I'm not, not anything against the community, just my experience with it at that time. Um, and so then I played a little bit of Halo, and it was a little bit better. Not tons better, but it was a step up. And then I learned about um, Destiny because my husband was super into this game that wasn't even out yet and was, like, watching all these YouTubers and podcasters talking about a game that was, like, a year away. I'm like, how are you so into this? Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) But he forced me to start listening to Guardian Radio because I, um, my schooling, I I went to school for radio, TV, film. So he's like, oh, well, it's like a radio show. You really like podcasting. You should listen. (laughs) So he made me do it. And I met a couple other women in the chat there um because they live record every monday night and so i was like oh my gosh there's other women who are like openly stating that they're women playing this game that's not even out yet (laughs) so that that really it surprised me because in my gaming background if you came across another person who like actually openly was like yes i am a woman 
that was like, right. that doesn't happen right. that often, especially in COD. Like, it just didn't. And so um, I was like, hey, I wonder. I wonder if this community could be a little different, or I wonder how many more of us are out there. So me and this other person who were in the chat were just like, hey, you wonder the same thing? And so I was like, let's just start this clan and be like, let's invite all women into it. And I expected it to be like maybe 20 people tops ever. Mm-hmm. And it kind of blew up really fast. Like we went from 20 people to we're a couple of thousand wow. now. Wow. Um, and that's even with the game kind of dying off here and there. <laughs> uh, so it just, it kind of, and it was, it was really cool. So I guess the two, the two answers are um, curiosity of how many other people were out there um, that identify as women that were seeking each other out, I guess, for kind of a safe um, community experience and also just, I guess, to combat the experiences that I had had in the past. Um, and it's expanded way past that now. Like, I initially thought it was going to be very, um, I guess, closed off, which I didn't want it necessarily to be. But when I realized that the Destiny community as a whole is a lot less negative than my experience with Call of Duty was, um, it became more of just a, hey, here's a place to meet other women who play this game. And then if you choose to only play with them, cool. If you choose to play with other people, even better. So, yeah. That was my long explanation. No, that was the perfect sized explanation. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, no problem. <laughs> so, um, what is it about Destiny? Um, I know that we, you know, we were talking about it obviously uh, last week with the announcement of Destiny Two, the the final, you know, the actual reveal. Uh, we it, it made us kind of be. Uh, introspective about our love for destiny and, and, you know, the community and what have you, what is it about destiny? And have you been able to replicate some of that with this core group of people in other games? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I didn't expect the second half of it. Um, (laughs) I get the first one a lot and not the second part. So that's, that's really good. Um, so as far as what is it about Destiny, honestly, I still don't 100% know. Right. When people ask me that question, it's it's not some, like, magical answer of, like, well, it's just happened to attract all of these really happy-go-lucky, perfect people, because that's that's false. There are There's still negativity right. in the Destiny world. It's not like, I don't know, they just all went and played COD, <laughs> and everybody that plays Destiny is positive. Like, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> right. um, but it's... Something about the fact that I think the it's kind of weird, but I think that the game having some of the the issues that it had throughout its first three years, um, and some of the things that was lacking caused the community to come together in the way that it did. Sure. So because it was missing even just simple things like LFG in game right. or even clan support in game, that forced people to create spaces outside of the game to communicate further with each other. Whereas a lot of games, you get stuck in communicating while you're in game and that's it. That's where it ends, right? Right. Whereas when you're forced to get to know each other outside of the game because the game doesn't provide it for you right. to communicate appropriately and even... Bungie's website didn't exactly <laughs> work great because let's be honest, Dames has never functioned on Bungie. Right. Oh, <laughs> like no. it just it hasn't. Um, we use it for the clan tag. We're elsewhere. We've been <laughs> elsewhere from pretty much day one. So <laughs> I love you, Bungie, but sorry. Um, <laughs> they know. They know. Um, but we, 
I think that it just it pushed people to you spend more time with each other and you get to know each other outside of just being gamers and you start to share things with each other when you're in chats all the time together. You know, you don't just pop in and be like, hey, anybody want to go raid? You also might be like, hey, I'm having a really crappy day today and here's why. And other people reach out and you become friends. And so I think that's a big part of it is Destiny, the Destiny community. And I always talk about it separately. There's people who play Destiny and then there's the Destiny community. Yeah. And that core community is full of a lot of people who have, they've become way more, they're not just gamers. They're not just play, people who play Destiny right. day in and day out. They are friends. They are family of each other. They, they help each other out. Um, they help out strangers right. when needed. Um, and it's just, it, I think it was honestly the lack of things that the, the things that the people were frustrated about the game not having caused us to actually become closer and so as much as that's it's like kind of like (laughs) it's confusing because like on one hand that made the game experience sometimes frustrating but it made the game community experience way more than i think it ever could have been if they handed us everything on a silver tray day one yeah so (laughs) interesting um as far as in other games right i haven't really played a lot of um other games that are non-solo play. Um, mm-hmm. Destiny kind of grabbed me, pulled me in, right. and <laughs> hung on to me. Um, and a lot of the time when I'm not playing Destiny, I'm just kind of sitting and playing a lot of like indie games on my own um, as kind of a, a change sure. from Destiny, I guess. Sure. So, um, But games themselves have, they have um, reached out. We do have an Elder Scrolls Online group. Mm-hmm. We've got a Minecraft group. Nice. <laughs> um, they, for a while, had a Division group that I don't really know how well it's doing or not, because I don't really know how well Division's doing or not, on and off. <laughs> Those, the people who play it really play yeah. it. Right, they the know. people who play it. So, like, yeah. there is, there's, and so that has started to spread. Safe Gamers and Dames, at least I know, have started to kind of branch off that positive, um, safe experience um, that we try to give in our clan into other games sure. and hope that that kind of keeps spreading. And that was always the goal, sure. was to take that... Um, because James, for me, is it, it was the core of it was like, oh, let's have a bunch of women get together and find each other. But realistically, like if you look at like our code of conduct that we have and all of our rules that we have in the clan, they're all focused on being positive and respectful towards each other and kind of combating that negative stereotype that gamers tend to have right. put on them. Right. Um, and so the goal was always to put that into other gaming spaces as well. Destiny just was a great platform to start it and grow it on. So it's getting there. (laughs) So that's awesome. Go go ahead, uh, see. Oh, thanks, man. So, so you were talking a lot about how, um, and I think it was, that's a really brilliant summation of what, why the community, the destiny community is one of the, the warmest and, and, you know, true communities in gaming um, in, in so much that like, because you had to go out and find these other groups and these other sites and these other applications that force you guys to kind of talk and communicate with each other outside of the game and then come into the game with the announcement of destiny Two and the guided games where the, the, uh, clan support is b- baked into the game and you're able to essentially LFG look for groups within the game. Are you afraid that what may, what helped you build your community will disappear in mm. in in the new you know in the new game? Um, I mean, of course, in the back of my head, that's always kind of 
there when they mentioned it it's like at first I was like yay this is super exciting clan stuff right. and then I did kind of go oh well that's a big change right. and I could see realistically no I think the short answer is no because we've got three years under our belts right. of being this right and it would take a lot to transition us into a whole different type of community. Like, I'm sure that things like bringing in PC players, bringing in new people, dropping last gen, all that kind of stuff. Obviously, there's changes that occur there. There's influxes of new types of people who may not be as used to this community. But we've already got that community built. You'd really have to do something big to break that. I'm so sorry. My dog is really annoying in the background. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... Uh, I think, if anything, it's going to strengthen um, the importance of clans, um, just because they literally labeled clans as, like, the Sherpas of the entire community right. at this point. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something that clans have always needed, is I don't think that they got that type of attention that they always deserved before, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, you know, Bungie's always been a very strong, strong believers in clans and playing together. I mean, Halo kind of had that feeling, too. Not quite as much as I feel like Destiny does, and not the same way. Um, but I think that they're finally sitting here saying, hey, you guys, what you guys have created in our absence <laughs> <laughs> um, is really awesome, and we're going to recognize that. And I think, in turn, it's going to help um, the solo players... Obviously, but it's also going to help clans. Um, we were talking about it. My, I mean, my admin chat blew up the second that they announced the <laughs> <laughs> the clan support. Um, and you know, obviously, there's going to be kinks. There's going to be concerns. Things will come up. Um, but that's that's just that's the gaming world. Right. That's what it is to run a clan. Um, but we also realize that it's a great recruiting tool. You know, it's a great way to find people who otherwise might not seek us out. Right. Um, there are a lot of people out there who, specifically with dames, have this. Um, we get the sexist thing thrown at us a lot. Yeah, hey. Um, because you know we're we're closing ourselves off right. from men. We don't we don't talk to men. They're evil. You know that's <laughs> that's our motto. <laughs> no. Black people don't know anything about. No, not at all. That you know, no, at all. <laughs> nothing whatsoever. No, <laughs> but, um, you know, I think this will be specifically for my clan. It will be a really good uh, way to allow people to experience what we're really like and what we're really about, which is sure. way beyond just being women who game. Right. Um, Cause I mean, <laughs> not to go on this big like pedestal about my clan for a second, but like they have created so many cool things. They do what they call rage occasions. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have this group of people that are called mentors, and they're the people who are, like, really good at the game. And they take people within the clan who have never been through the raid before in a Destiny, and they walk. They don't just walk them through. Like, they don't, like, just hold their hand and drag them, right. you know. They right. teach them. They walk through every aspect. They stop, and in the middle of a raid, if nobody, if people haven't run the sword on Crota before, they will sit there and walk every single person through that's it awesome. until they know how to do it. Right. Um and that's, I mean, it's, it, and that's something, that was not me. I didn't come up with that at all. I cannot take any credit. That was an internal thing that happened within the admins and the clan itself. They built that, and they ran with it, and other clans have grabbed onto that idea. And um, that's something that I think that people don't notice yeah. as much, you know, and that's the type of thing. I think this will just help. Um, but, yeah, I have... Get back to me in September. No, probably like December once we've actually had all the issues arise, and then I'll let you know. Right, right. When. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for it because 
for me, like, you know, I haven't done, like, I've done all the raids, but I haven't done, like, all the challenge modes and all that kind of stuff. Because often, I, it, it would be hard to get with a group. And then when I would get with a group, it would often take longer than we thought. So people would drop out, and then right. you got to look for another person. So this makes it a lot easier, I feel like, for me to be able to jump in. And I'm hoping that they also have it where people say, hey, we're at this checkpoint you know, or something like that. So, like, you can really jump in and, you know, complete things. Because it took me forever to complete the latest raid, The Wrath of the Machine, because I, I, I just could not beat the final boss, Ascus. So I kept looking for checkpoints just for that, because I was like, I don't want to go through the rest of it. I just wanted this. So I feel like that that the clan thing that, that they talked about, the guided games, um, is really exciting. Um, and I'm really looking forward to it. Um, so, so, um, so I know that like, uh, that like you mentioned about sort of like playing indie games as a break, uh, from, uh, destiny. So I know you said that your first game was call of duty. Um, that was my first like online. Yeah. Okay. So like what kind of game, what, 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 what kind of games did you play kind of before then, like before you kind of did the online thing? Um, and what kind of indie games are you playing now as a, as a break? So I grew up in a household that didn't have a console. Um, yeah, that was me. I was that kid. So, uh, I, I did have a game boy, so I was a Pokemon player. Hardcore. Uh, that was my game. Um, I had all the Pokemon cards too, and then I was really dumb. And when I moved out of my parents' house, I literally just handed them to some kid. And I regret that so oh, much. But right that now. kid, those are <laughs> well, that kid is balling memories. right now. Right. Oh yeah, but now that kid's rich, and I'm not. <laughs> yeah, that see. kid's balling. <laughs> <laughs> so I made him happy then, but. Mm. Um, <laughs> but I also my first ever like console game was Crash Bandicoot, yeah. which I'm super excited that I get to play that again. Yeah. Um, but so I used to have to go over to my friend's house and. She showed it to me, and I was like, oh, my goodness. And then I don't think I actually spent time with her most of the time. I just sat there playing the game. <laughs> I've been there. I've been there. Oh, I was such a bad friend. But that's what happens, like especially when you don't have a console in your house, you know. Right. But uh, I did have a PC, so my mom and I played Nancy Drew together. Awesome. That was our nice. Thing. I don't know how I went from Nancy Drew and Crash Bandicoot to Call of Duty, hey, but it happened. It is what it is. <laughs> um. I mean, Nancy Drew is still really good. I don't know. I, I still go back and play them. Now, Her Interactive is a really, really awesome company. Um, but uh, it's been a while. I need to go back and play those. Probably should go visit my mom and play them with her. But Sweet. <laughs> um, but now, um, a lot of times what I do is I go on Steam, and I will just look through there to find things that kind of stick out to me and try them out. So basically, it's like if it's under $5 and I have a few extra bucks cash, I will grab games and just kind of give them a try. Nice. Um, but recently, um, the one that really hit home for me was What Remains of Edith Finch um, by Giant Sparrow. Yes. That was the one that I was, I was looking forward to that so much when, I had, when they announced it a while ago. Um, I had played Unfinished Swan right. um, mm -hmm. like two years ago now, and I loved that game so much. Yes. Um, and for me personally, What Remains is, is very... Um, it hits home just because a lot of the, the mental health things right. that are thrown into that game. Um, and 
that yeah, just <laughs> that's something that I deal with. So it was it was it was a really good portrayal of a lot of different issues. Um, and I just I sat down and played that one all in one go. Uh, Journey was the same way for me when it came onto PS4. Yes. I was so excited about that game. Um, beautiful game. Um, but basically, my my biggest draw is if it's if it's a game that has some kind of artistic qualities that are unique. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what really pulls me in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously, if they're not afraid to deal with uh, hot topics or difficult issues, um, I have such a giant backlog of indie games right now that I want to play though. But I don't. Oh, Destiny keeps creeping up every time. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna take a break. Then they do something, and I'm like, dang it, dang it, Bungie, <laughs> let me go play my other games. Well, you've got like um, four months. Well, since I'm trying to finish my book for Age of Triumph, so I can just be like, okay, break from Destiny uh, for a tiny bit, so I can go enjoy other things before D2 hits, because I will not have a life after that happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, but yeah, what remains of Edith Finch is what would probably be my my all time top game right now yeah so yeah so so i i i heard you mention that on the last episode of garden radio and then they mentioned hey did you listen to the spawn on me podcast when they talked to you know to the creative director so yeah definitely check out that episode because we had an awesome uh awesome show um thank you for reminding me because i haven't listened to it yet no 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 that's 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 okay you know and and like it's also we also managed to stay spoiler free which was amazing yeah Wow, um, that's wow. Yeah, I give you credit for that because that's a game that's hard to talk about without, yeah, talking specifics. I feel like yeah, yeah. It was it was very tough, especially because I went in thinking we were going to talk spoilers. Oh no! <laughs> and like I had to readjust <laughs> mid podcast. I was like, oh, uh, okay. Um, Scratch that note and that note. <laughs> but but yep. but um, yeah. I mean, so like you'll you'll see that it impacted us as well. I mean, that game was just a ama- it was just amazing. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the year that a lot of people are putting that on some lists when they're thinking about the, the experiences. Cause I, I had a great time. It was, it was, well, great in terms of the experience. I definitely was not feeling great at the end. No, of the year. As soon as I made them, I streamed it. Like I streamed my whole playthrough live, which was really cool. Cause I had to bounce things off of people at the same time. The whole time I'm like, you guys, when this is over, I need to take, I need to take a couple days to process what I just played. Like it's, a, it's a hard game. And like it's easy to play, as far as mechanics go. Hard to, to do. I, uh, if that makes I had sense. I literally but. just finished the game like maybe thirty minutes before we did the recording. Oh. Before we before we recorded <laughs> that episode. So, yeah. Oh goodness, that had yeah, to be a yeah, little was, intense. You know, I was I was a little confused <laughs> about about life. <laughs> <laughs> About and, life, and, yeah. And my place it's, in it. It sticks yeah, with yeah. you hard. Now, uh, yeah, cool. Have you have you played Inside on the Xbox One mm. or no? You you all of the things that Did you, you just add another yes, one to all my of list. The things that you just said. Um, yeah, you you probably have you played Virginia? No. Okay, I'm adding yeah. these right now to my list. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Virginia is a great one. Right? Have you played Have you played Oxenfree? That one is downloaded, okay. but has not been played. Oh, <laughs> that that was one of my favorite games of uh, last that year. That was that was our game of the year last. Yeah, year. it was. It well, was, now I definitely have to play it. <laughs> yeah, and and um, I don't know if you're into the point and click uh, kind of telltale style of 
adventure games, but I would highly recommend Life is Strange. Yes. Um, oh my goodness. As well. <sighs> okay. I played like the first episode and that's all I've gotten through. And another one. You guys Yeah, hey, you're, hey, just, hey, you're reminding me of my whole list. You're like just yeah. going down it right now. Yeah. No, no I, I mean is, I mean oh, there you know, these these are all games I had recommended to me as well. Um, you know, and and we just like passing on the the uh, knowledge, you know. Um great. So so um yeah, I I like that you mentioned earlier with like dames that like, you know, that you kind of clarify that you guys that you represent, you know, you know, people that identify as a, as a woman. So I'm really curious as to your experiences in the clan with diversity, right? Uh, like a, with, within that, that like space. Cause I'm assuming that like you, you, ha- you have women of color, you probably have people from all different cultures and ages and like all that stuff. Um, how do you manage sort of, you know, all of that within, within a large clan like is it something that like even comes up is it something that's discussed you know how does how does that go down okay so um a lot of the more uh i guess common minority groups that would end up in our clan um aren't then it's not something that comes up as an issue per se mm-hmm. um because with like when i when we started the clan, it was something that very quickly on the, like literally just our motto, our description on Bungie.net has always been about the whole safe space, respect, positivity, just a fun time in gaming. Um, and so we've always emphasized that. So for the most part, people who join and actually go through the process of joining, um, we usually don't have major issues come out of that towards most of our members. Um, the the one that is probably the most common that we've ever had to deal with would be uh, when it comes to our trans members. Um, right. Just because people, when you're dealing with voice chat, um, when you're a dame and you've joined with the assumption that people you're going to hear are going to instinctually sound like, stereotypically sound like women right. to you, when you hear a more masculine voice over the mic... Um, the default a lot of times is they immediately assume it's a troll who got into the claim. Right, 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 right. Because we have had a few of those who really sickly have used claiming right. that they identify when they don't. Which is why now we do go through a little extra process for people who um, at least let us know that they are identifying. Um, I just can have a sit-down talk with them um, just to let them know, hey, we're here for you. We want to make sure everything goes smoothly for you. Sadly, we have to just do a little double check because people use who you are as an excuse, and I hate that. Yeah. Um, and but that does open up a good communication line for our members. Um, we've also had a few members who are. Uh, we have a member who is mute, um, and she actually joined because she's dealt with um, some issues in the outside community before. Um, with just, I mean. It's not super common that you come across somebody who's mute in gaming, or at least know that you have. Um, And we've had age-ranging, back when we uh, didn't know we weren't supposed to have people under 13 in the clan, Uh, we literally had an age range from 7-year-olds up to 70-something-year-old, which is really cool. I love emphasizing that we've had the whole spectrum of ages. Um, One of our most active members, uh, she goes by... Mystic Rose, uh, she's super involved in Guardian Radio as well, big supporter of us, and she's 
up there in age. (laughs) (laughs) And, I mean, one of the most beautiful souls I have ever met in my life. And it was really funny at uh, DestinyCon last year. Um, A bunch of people finally got to meet her in person for the first time and had no idea how old she was. So she's, like, walking up to people and being like, Hi, I'm Mystic Rose. And they're like, (laughs) Really? (laughs) And, like, but instantly then they just, they remember everything about her and the age thing just melts away. Like, and that's... um, (laughs) So, I mean, we have, we have people from all walks of life, all different backgrounds. Um, right, right. All over the world. I'm pretty sure we touch every single time zone at some point in our clan. Um, you know, and we, we're also, we also very much emphasize that um, whatever your uh, orientation is, is completely welcome and supported in our clan. Um, Safe Gamers is the same way. Uh, obviously, you know, occasionally you have people who aren't, um, they understand our code of conduct, but they aren't on the same page as, say, the admin team might be about supporting people's life choices. And so we've had a few things come up here and there, because when you're dealing with a couple thousand people, somebody's not going to agree yeah, with everything. Um, sure. But basically, if something comes up, we always side on the fact that we want our members to feel comfortable. But if you are uncomfortable right. with who somebody else is, this just might not be the space for you. And somewhere else might be better. Um, and that's always just it's a sit-down conversation with people just to make sure everybody's good um, and checking on both sides. But, yeah, we, right. we cover all sorts of different everywhere. <laughs> I mean, you name it, I'm pretty sure we've got somebody in our clan that represents that group of people. But, uh, yeah, I think it's just the emphasis on safe and positive has really helped just form the group naturally to be very respectful towards that's each awesome. other. Um or maybe I just don't hear about the issues, and now I'm going to overthink it and worry about it. Thanks, guys. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, we're, we're just always interested, you know, because obviously we're, you know, we represent diversity in the industry and always right. always looking to see how people in their groups, you know, are talking about these issues and, you know, and identifying them because obviously they exist, you know, whether whether we hear about them or not. Um, yeah, so, um, so I want to move on a little bit to Guardian Radio. Um, so, you know, you guys, you know, as I said, you're enormously popular podcast. Um, you guys have like had, uh, D John, who is like basically the like community voice from, from Bungie on the show. Um, you guys recently went to the destiny Two like, like a reveal. Um, so like you, you know, have had like, you know, interaction, you know, with Bungie like themselves, how do you balance sort of being sort of an independent voice that needs to have that criticism and enthusiasm for the game with sort of the interaction that you have with the developer, like, you know, like, like themselves? Uh, when you figure that out, you let us know. <laughs> I mean, the answer honestly, is 42. Thank you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, the the issue is we do I mean it it honestly every other episode we get um that person who will email us and be like oh right. you're just bungee suck ups and blah 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 and then the next episode people are like you're so negative about this game what's wrong and there's no way to ever make everybody happy and so it is it's just kind of um and we have to remind ourselves of that a lot on the show I think that we've definitely hit points where we've gotten really negative about the game because we all are people who were playing it so much. I mean, as content creators for a very specific game, like when you're not 
um, more generic about what you cover and you aim it at one particular game and you do it for three plus years and you've got you've got so Bife and Sean on the show are both hardcore YouTubers about Destiny as well. And then I've started doing streaming about it and you've got Mark and Kata play all the time. Like we're all people who we eat, breathe, live, talk Destiny all the time and there's a point where you get a little overplayed. Um, and you start to notice the issues in the game a lot more than other people might. Um, so we've had to have sit-downs with each other and remind us as a team that, hey, this is why we love this game. Um, a lot of times we'll have we'll be like, hey, you guys, we're going to do a call-in show this week. Tell us about why you love this game. It's a kind of a reminder to the community and ourselves. Um, and it's... It is a little difficult, I guess, at times to balance between being like, hey, Bungie, we want to be friends with you. Give us inside information. And being like, hey, we need to be the voice of the community. And I think part of it is our diversity on the show itself. Um, The type of people that we have on the show, I always represent the super casual. (laughs) So I tend to bring the very positive about the community, but sometimes the negative about the game out more. And then you've got people like uh, Bife and Sean who make a living off of, you know, YouTube videos on the game. So they're going to bring the more technical aspect, but a little bit more, um, not necessarily critical of the game, but critical of the gameplay. Yes. Um, But also still very, I guess, fanboy-esque because (laughs) they make a living off of it. Um, and then, you know, you've always got somebody like Mark who's just kind of more of the neutral ground for everybody. So I think a lot of it's just balancing within the show itself um, between us co-hosts, making sure that we, we have a good representation of the different uh, takes on the game and the community and the company. Um, but, yeah, there's definitely times where we've gotten way too negative or way too supportive and we shouldn't be. <laughs> uh, and our community reminds us very clearly when either one of those happens. And that, that puts us in check and it works. It's a working relationship we have. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, we've, we've danced around it a little. Uh, we've talked about it and discussed it outright. Um, but we would be remiss if we didn't ask you about uh, directly um, your time in L.A. last week at the Destiny, Destiny <laughs> 2 reveal. Um, what you were able to do, um, who you were able to meet, um, some of the people that you hadn't met in in uh, in the flesh for the very first time in the community, <laughs> and your overall impressions of the game. You got twenty five minutes. Just go. I'm <laughs> oh, gonna sit goodness. back, hands behind. I mean, I could feel it. Right. I could feel it if you really want. Um, I mean, if you want me to, just, you just want me to. Yeah, yeah, no? no, no, no. Like, yeah. So, I mean, like, <laughs> you were in LA. You got to see Destiny Two. What did you think of it? Um, how was the experience going to uh, LA and and you know meeting people in the community probably for the first time? So, um, first of all, the reveal as a whole. I the only word I really can give it is overwhelming. Like, I. I wow. Have you ever gone to a really, really good performance of some type, whether it's like a play or a movie or a musical performance of some type, and you get like... Prince. You get like shivers and tingles, and you're just like, 
That was yeah. the entire time sitting there in this room. Because, like, I'm sure it was really cool for people back at home watching the reveal on Twitch and stuff or watching, you know, back watching it on YouTube. But when you're in a room full of content creators and media people and Bungie employees who all are there for the same extreme passion and their live reactions to things, it was just, it was incredible. And I didn't know what to do with myself. And I still, when I go back and watch the reveal, I'm like, I missed that. And I missed that. And I missed that. Cause I was looking over at this person over here and watching <laughs> their reaction. Um, but it was, I mean, it's just such a cool experience to be there. I mean, they had a red carpet, you guys, like we literally get to walk down a red carpet into the building like that. <laughs> that oh. says it all. <laughs> um, but right. <laughs> for me, the highlight was actually the people. Um, you know, it was cool to see the stuff they had set up and to play the game and get to be one of the first people in the world to touch the game outside of Bungie employees. But meeting people that I have looked up to, that I have called friends um, for such a long time was really cool. Like, I, I got to go to DestinyCon last year, so I got to meet some of them down there in Florida. But in particular, <laughs> my name is Bife, who is... YouTuber and is on Guardian Radio with me, and I have known him for right. three years, and right. he's like my best friend in the entire community, and I still had not met him, <laughs> so I get to meet it's, him. We get to have sounds, a little time. That's awesome. It sounds <laughs> like uh, Khalif and myself. It was three years oh. before we met each other. It's so it's like you you get so close yeah. with this person, and it makes you realize how much there's no longer that whole um, online versus. IRL thing right. like the, it's they're they're one in the same at this point with the right. way we Real communicate life. right like I talk more with Bife and the people in right. my clan and stuff than I do with my own mom half the time and she lives five minutes away from me so like, right. Right. <laughs> that puts it in perspective um but so <laughs> meeting Bife um I got to meet uh Craig Hardgrove who used to be on Guardian Radio yeah. he works for NASA so he kind of left us to go to do like his own special space stuff yeah that's my dude but, man Right. <laughs> so I finally got to meet him, and he walked up to me, and I did right. not recognize him, which I felt really bad about, because <laughs> I've barely ever seen him. I've only, like, heard his voice on the podcast, you know, so it's like, so once he started talking, I'm like, oh, Greg. <laughs> um, but also getting to talk with, um, so I'm one of those people where I insert myself into people's Twitters a lot, so I kind of, I'm, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> I'm, Friends, I use that well term really loosely with a lot of Bungie employees. Like, I've talked with them prior. But actually getting to be at this event and talking with some of them while they're sure. watching people playing their game for the first time was really cool. Um, one of the people that I talk to sometimes uh, is James Sai. He's one of their um, design leads. And he uh, was working in the area where they were letting people play the strike for the first time. Mm -hmm. And he was telling me about how working on a game for as long as they've been working on destiny you were too close to it right and he said that he can't all he sees when he looks at the game now sometimes is like issues right which is i think is anybody who creates anything yep. you go back and watch it you're like oh, i should have done that different and that different and so he said like a lot of the bungee boys right. it's really important for them to get to sit here and see people see it for the first time with fresh eyes and to see what that reaction is like instead of what they're used to seeing it as um so seeing their passion and seeing their reaction to our reactions was really, really cool. And that was part of what brought the hype up. Because um, we all went to a bar <laughs> after, which is where, funny story, Cosmo got, Cosmo's the other community manager for Bungie. He got really drunk. <laughs> 
he tried to pick up Bife. They almost fell over the bar. Um, he he like physically said hi to me <laughs> ten different times. I'm pretty sure without without realizing he'd already said hi to me nine times awesome. before. Like he tried to physically <laughs> lift him. Like when you say pick him up, he tried to like physically like, pick so him up. <laughs> Cosmo literally wrapped his arms around Bife and. And let me, just for those who don't know, so Cosmo, I don't even know how, I, I'm pretty sure he's close to, closer to seven feet than he is to wow. six feet. Wow. Like, this guy is really tall and very lanky, and Bife is, like, 6'2". They're both tall. And very British. So you've got this super British guy doing his, like, British voice while Cosmo... Doing his British voice that's called talking. To... <laughs> <laughs> you have to understand, I make fun of him all the time for being British. It's just, it's a thing. It's just a thing. Anyway... <laughs> But, yeah, so, I mean, legit tried to pick him up, and then they kind of went this way towards the bar, and just, it was, it was great. Um, but there were a number of other um, Bungie employees there, including uh, Steve Cotton, who's another one of the um, design leads, and he, uh, we were talking with him, me and a couple of my friends, and we were just like, oh, thank you so much for all you do. And the coolest thing is that every single Bungie employee, if you say that to them, they will turn around and be like, thank you for what you do for us, for playing our game, for giving us feedback, every single that's one. Awesome. And I said that to him. I'm like, Steve Cotton did the same thing. I'm like, I think that's so cool because that is that is where I think a lot of the positivity in this community comes from as well is yeah. they're so positive about their game and their respect for the gamers. Mm-hmm. And not that other companies don't do that, but the amount, like how many other companies do you know that have that many of their employees who are filling up half of the bar along with the gamers who got invited to this event. Like, not because they were told they have to go, but just they love to just be one of us. They love to socialize and be one of the gamers, and they talk all the time about how they'd rather be playing the game right. <laughs> sometimes than having to, you know, work right. on it. And that's such a cool experience to feel like it makes us feel like we're part of the development process, too as gamers and it helps them feel like they're part of the gaming community by talking with us. And it's just, that was one of the coolest things about the entire event was just seeing that kind of balance of the respect we have for them and the respect they have for us and that their respect for us is probably higher than what we give them in reality. Um, and just, um, if you guys know who Emmy Chung is, yep. she was the one that, uh, was up there at the community lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, live team lead. I don't actually know what her title is anymore. (laughs) It changes. But um, her talking about the clan stuff and how meaningful that is to her. And she starts, like, you could hear it in her voice starting to kind of break up a little bit. And I was like, I love you. You are That that is, like, she was the perfect representation (laughs) of the Destiny community's reaction to this game and how we feel about it. And Oh my gosh, there's so many things that I could could go, I'm pretty sure I could fill a couple of podcasts with nice. LA stuff, but it was, it's one of those like, awesome. what happened in LA awesome. kind of stays in LA, not because I don't want to share it, but more because I don't know how <laughs> to appropriately express how amazing of an experience it was. But I would put it in one of the best experiences of my life so far. Yeah. yeah. So. And, and, <laughs> and, and like, you've been up to Bungie, right? So like, awesome. this isn't like your yeah, first experience yeah. there, but, but like this definitely ranks, ranks up there. This ranks, honestly, higher than... Sorry, Bungie, I want to come back sometime. But this ranks higher than going to Bungie because they were so very... um, (laughs) They have to be a little bit more professional, I feel like. And you're also not dealing with the rest of the community. It was just me and my husband went to go visit Bungie. So it was cool because it was very one-on-one. But at the same time, they're giving you like the the stereotypical tour of Bungie. And this was... They were nervous. 
And as weird as some, it was cool to see a bunch of people who have created something so awesome be that nervous and like hyper aware of how we're intaking what they're giving to us. Um, and then again, having the experience of just all these other people, hundreds of other mm-hmm. gamers, Destiny guardians reacting to this reveal all live at the same time. And then knowing that there were thousands, I mean, hundreds of thousands of them watching on Twitch back at home and having the same exact kind of reactions. It was so cool to be a part of something like that. But then it also made it really hard to come back home and play Normal Destiny knowing what there is. Because I got to play. I got to play the first campaign mission and a strike and some PvP. And right. I tell you, it is really hard to come back and play what's here right now. Like, not that it's bad. <laughs> But this next couple of months is going to be really long, really long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I went back and watched the reveal again because it got me so hyped <laughs> that you know I I never leveled my character fully up to the cap, which is four hundred. So I was like, hey, I'm going to level. I'm going to. I was at like three ninety six or something. So I started playing, and when I was watching the reveal, I was like, yo. I need some destiny too, man. <laughs> like, like, uh, <laughs> but, but, but yeah, I'm, 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 I'm definitely on the hype train. I mean, I've been playing the game for like three years and, you know, and like, I've enjoyed it. Um, but I'm really curious because so like C and like, I don't want to speak for C, but I am going to speak for C. C <laughs> played it for a bit and, and, and then he lapsed for a while. Um, and then he, you know, went, went mm-hmm. on to like other, other pastures, um, but he said that he really enjoyed the time that, that like he played while he was doing it. How, like, I'm, I'm assuming that you have that conversation with a lot of people either in games or like outside of it, that there's people that left the game and then, and then, and then like either came back or like didn't, um, do you have sort of experiences, like common experiences with people that got them to come back um, to the game so one of the best examples i actually have is when i went to i tried to go to a uh, midnight release of i think it was taken king when taken king came out um at my local GameStop. the issue is i live in oshkosh wisconsin our GameStop doesn't do midnight releases. Oh, no. they do like 10 o'clock releases and they get everybody out of there because they just don't want to, they, it's, it's not big <laughs> enough here for enough people to be like, woo, destiny, we need to be open. Um, so really, actually, no, I wasn't even taking King. It was back when they were doing the Red Bull thing, whichever one was that. I don't remember I what that was for. I think that was House of Wolves. Was House of Wolves? Might've been. I should huh. know these things. I'm on a podcast about this, but you know, <laughs> but Uh-oh. that's not. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'm going to bring them all these like Red Bull cans so they can like have the codes and like hand them out to people standing in line. I'm used to when you go to most midnight releases, That's not people important standing in line for like an hour just to get inside. And there was like nobody. And I was like, well, crap. So I'm just like, hey, employees, you want some Red Bull? And they're like, sure. And then they were like, oh, it's got Destiny stuff on it. Right. You play that game? And I'm like, yes. You don't see like I'm wearing like my Destiny shirt. I'm all decked out. And a bunch of them were like, yeah, we, we played that in vanilla, and then we just kind of stopped. And I was like... Right, right. So, during that, and then during when Taken King happened, because I went over there again uh, to uh. pre-order for that, and I kind of sat down and had a conversation where I just said, okay, what what were the reasons that you stopped playing? 
Um, and not to put them on the spot, but just so that I could understand, because I obviously come from a different experience than they had. I'm still playing the game <laughs> three years later. And uh, when they would explain the things, I would let them know if those things had changed at all, right. whether it was for the better or not, just being like, hey, just so you know, they've altered this. This is how this works now. You know, matchmaking works this way. Um, and being like, and looking forward, this is their plan for the next DLC. And a few of them, actually, I had literally got one of the employees to pre-order Taken King on the spot because I was like, I convinced him enough things had changed from what he'd experienced. <laughs> one of the employees? Yeah, one of the employees was like, oh, I'll pre He literally, he pre-ordered the collector's nice. That is hilarious. Like, not just so you, <laughs> you like, out GameStop the GameStop employee? Oh, yeah. You I also the asked GA. for an application the same right. day. Right, right. <laughs> but nice. um, I've done the same thing in stores where it's one of the most frustrating things where I'll be wearing, like, my Guardian radio shirt. And our, our old one was just, it had the, it was like the silhouette of the ghost from Guardian. So, or from Destiny. So it looked... People didn't necessarily know the show, but they would know the game from it. Right. And so be like, oh, I really like that game. And I'll be like, oh, cool. Because, like, especially, again, in Oshkosh, I don't meet that many people who actually play this game. So when I'm walking around, they're like, I play Destiny. I'll be like, oh, yeah, what did you think of, like, you know, Taken King just came out. What What do you think of that? And they're like, oh, I haven't played since, like, two weeks into Vanilla. And I'm like, right. why are you talking to me? Like, and that's, that sounds bad, but, like, it's one of those... I don't know if you can call, like, I don't know how to converse with you. <laughs> right. um, but a lot of times I would. I'd just be like, again, just sitting down and have a conversation with somebody about why. Why did you leave it? And here's my experience. Like, here's why I'm still playing. And a lot of times, no joke, like 90% of the time you end up finding out the person was not in a clan. And not that you have to be in a clan to play this game, but I guarantee you if you check with a lot of the people who are still playing it, they are either in a clan or are content creators, that they have more instinct, like, reasons right. to continue playing the game, to push them to see the positives in it. And so a lot of times I'll invite them. I'll be like, hey, come join our clan. Check it out. See what that's like. We'll help you through. Because the other thing is, when it's a game where when you stop playing it, you do get really behind really fast. So I understand it being right. really hard to yeah. decide to get back in. And that's where I think when everybody was really nervous about um, D2 being a total wipe, I'm like, hey the only way to bring enough new people in for this to really be worth it to bring new people in yeah. you know um mm-hmm. and right so that's that's another thing is just emphasizing that there are ways to catch up um i mean somebody could technically pick up the game right now if they wanted to and i guarantee you if you get in the right group of people you will still get to 400 light you we will get you through raids and you'll have a fun time which is what should matter more than leveling up yes, is having a good absolutely. time with people um, and people get stuck. I think people get really stuck on the fact that there's all these numbers in this game and that you're supposed to get all the stuff and get all the numbers and get up to the highest light level and have three characters all leveled up and do every single raid. Screw that. Honestly, if you almost do nothing in the game right. but you have a good time doing it with people, I think that's the big difference between people having like a good time with the game and walking away sometimes. Right. Um, and... It's not for everybody. I get that. I think D2 is going to be a lot more um, open-ended for a lot more people. Um, I think it's bringing in some elements that D1 was missing, and that's going to pull in some new people and keep them hooked, I hope. (laughs) So um, that was awesome. That was awesome. (laughs) And I listened to every little bit of it. But Reef tried to slander me (laughs) 
and, and I'm gonna talk about that first. I'm gonna let you finish, oh, no. right? <laughs> but, but so last week, Sharif was like, "Oh, I've got like seven days of time into Destiny. I played it a lot. I just looked up my stats. I've got ten days, seventeen hours, oh. and eight minutes in Destiny." So got you there. <laughs> what do you say? What do you have to say to that, Reef? Well, the unfortunate thing was when I gave that seven days, I didn't notice that I was only looking at the strikes. <laughs> so, so when Wait, I you went, played seven days worth of strikes. <laughs> yeah, Dang. yes, I did. Um, so when I went and looked at the total game time, it was actually more like. 23 days of time Um, and you know but but to to Abel's point though even though I wasn't at the maximum light level I did a lot of raids because the raids to me are some of the best gaming experiences I've ever had like period you know Um, now I, I haven't played like the World of Warcrafts and sort of the other MMOs that have had raids so this is kind of like the first game where I've ever played that have had this like massive cooperative, like PVE content. Um, but I just played them so much. I mean, like, <laughs> like, like more so the early ones like vault of glass and, um, and, and, the and best one. you know, and, and like a crota's end and like all those, right. um, <laughs> you know, I just played them so much. And, you know, when I first started playing them, they took a long time for us to beat because we were trying to do them all blind and, you know, and sort of like not, not like, you know, not, um, not like read up on them. So, man, I just, you know, but, but like, I also love strikes, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, every, oh, seven days worth yeah, of them, apparently. I, I, I love, <laughs> I, I love, right, I right. love Destiny <laughs> strikes. I mean, I just think they're yes. just, they're just amazing. Like I, I just have so much fun with the game. I've always been a first person shooter fan. Um, but something about kind of like having that loot drop and like, you know, just like kind of the predictability of them kind of makes them this weird thing for me where I can just zone out and just stay in a playlist for hours, you know? And, uh, yeah, I, I, I just love that part, um, about it. So, uh, see, so sorry to slander you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, it's all right. You know, that's but wait, here's the real question. Right. Hold on. Are you are you both pre-ordering Destiny too? Ah, that's what a, what a brilliantly sly way <laughs> to ask that question. Yeah. <laughs> well, well done. Well done. I'll let Thank Reef you. answer Thank first while yeah. I contemplate how sly that. I, like that was. It's too slick. I'm watching you. I got my eye on you. Um, yeah, so I pre-ordered on PC um, once they made the announcement. I'm, I'm primarily a, a PC gamer. Um, essentially, the PS4 is kind of like my Destiny machine, pretty much. I pretty much use it almost just for Destiny. Um, but I do prefer stuff on like PC because I have the machine to be able to run games pretty well. Um, so I'm all about having the uncapped frame rate and the other benefits of uh, PC. I'm a little worried though, if it, cause they did kind of hint very strongly that PC wouldn't launch day and date with the consoles. So if the PC version launches, say a month later, 
probably won't be able to wait that long and probably will end up getting it for PS4. So let me let me just really quick because it's something I keep hearing and I haven't quite gotten to address it like publicly yet. Personally, I highly doubt that they're going to launch it late because if you look at the type of game this is, I don't know if they could because, like you just said, first of all, if you already know about the game, what would make you choose PC unless you're really that into like frame rate stuff? What would make you choose PC over console if you have to wait for it? Secondly, you have things like raids, doing blind raids, the fact that they've always emphasized being world's first to complete the raid. You can't do that if a, half the community that's on PC can't play it until a month later. Like, there's all these, and then things like how do you deal with when DLCs drop and special events and stuff like that. Like, it, I, I know they haven't announced it yet, but I'm still, I would almost put money on the fact that they're going to drop it at the same time. They just haven't made it official yet for like oh. saving their own butts at this point <laughs> they've they've actually officially said that it won't be day and date with the with the, when did they say, wait, the wait 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 console. they said that at the event no i i <laughs> you I didn't, like i just said that they haven't released a date yeah. yet i didn't think they actually said that it definitely won't oh, yeah, be that's, the same yes, yeah, yeah, sure. that's more, i think yeah, that right, they're intentionally right, not right, stating right. yet that it will be the same yeah. date just because right. if yeah. Because when's the last time Bungie made a game for PC? Long time. Halo like, 2, maybe. So maybe, Halo right. 2. So just maybe to make sure. Because if they don't promise it, then if it's right. given a later date, it's not a big Fair deal. Point. But I still think that's Fair their point. goal. I, you, you know what it is? I'm, I'm sorry. What it is is that last week, my lovely partner came on here and borrowed my phrase, hashtag stubnostications. And she stubnosticated that it would be released on what oh, day? November. I forgot the day. I, for, I, I forgot the day. But yeah. we can listen to the show. <laughs> that would yeah. be a long wait. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It would. It was like November seventh. She said, um, from from originally saying October eighteenth, which was a Wednesday, and when I told her things released on a Tuesday. Except for the she game. She said, oh, the okay, then it's November 7th. Tuesday, which is really but, weird. Yes. Friday this year, right? Yeah. They Thursday want that Friday? weekend binge. That's what they want. That's, right. that's they a want, new thing. Right. <laughs> I think they want people to yeah, blow yeah, through the story yeah, on the thing. weekend. Mm-hmm. And then if, assuming that they're keeping the right. same refresh right. on Tuesdays, um, then they want people to start getting getting into other stuff. That's right. that's my guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So, so I see. Have, have have has has your interest been peaked to uh, consider jumping back in? So my interest is definitely peaked. Um, the question is not whether or not I'm going to pre-order the game um, because I'm probably going to wind. I'm not going to get it on PC. I probably will wind up getting it on both consoles, whether I play it or not. Um, you know, whether I play it extensively enough or not. But there are groups of people on both on both consoles that I want to experience this game with. Um, so it, it'll be worth it for me in that, in that regard, <clears throat> excuse me. The, the, the question remains what's going to be my primary, uh, destiny console. So that's going to, going to be the console that I pre-order. Well, I mean, okay, it will, I mean, if you're, I would think it'd be, you know, since Sony has all the marketing deals and, probably still have the exclusive content and the DLC first. 
I don't care about the I I mean they they definitely do. I don't care about the exclusive content um you know as it as it stands. So I I full disclosure I set up the <laughs> joke for for Reef to talk about yeah, how that. much time he had, he had played he had played in in uh in Destiny. Um I knew that he was well well beyond mine. I, you know, I played Still 10 hour, time, 10 man. days worth of the game. Which yeah, is which hours. is a very significant amount of time. I realistically, I had more time three years ago to play than I do now. So you know, I don't know that I'll be able to get ten days worth of gameplay out of the game. So uh, the you know all the extra DLC, all of that stuff. I don't know if I'll be around for that stuff. Just, you know, yeah. just being honest, no matter how much fun it is. So so that you. doesn't that won't sway my decision on what console I'm going to pick it up on. It's really going to be which group of friends am I going to be able to play with when the game drops, when, you know, when the highest concentration of people are there. Um, and if, you know, if that's going to be the console when I am going to decide to play yeah, yeah. Honestly, I will most, most likely probably get it on PS4 and PC just because I really enjoyed playing with Khalif, with Paris Lily from Gamertag, um, and with other I folks. I got to that... meet him, too, for the first time. Yeah. I forgot about that. Nice. I got to meet Paris for the first time out at the reveal. Sweet, uh, yeah. sweet. Paris. It was so cool. Oh, look at that. <laughs> look at the blushing when, when we talk about Paris. Uh, you know, listen. I, I shouldn't have even said that because the last oh, no. thing that bastard oh, no, needs to no, hear no, you need to is, is how much people see, love him. He's been on our show twice, Paris. but both times I wasn't there, so he was convinced. He was convinced that I hate yeah. him or that I think that he smells bad. Uh, so it's been this joke between us where, like, uh, I use Pepe Le Pew right. gifts at him every time he says anything to me on Twitter. So I told him when he told me he was going to the event, I'm like, oh, well, now I have to go buy a nose plug. <laughs> and when I came up to him and gave him a hug, I was like, damn it. I forgot my nose plug. Right. <laughs> like, I figured I was going to leave him. So, yeah, it. no, trust me. I, he, he got enough flack from me at the end. It wasn't all love. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, I, I mean, even though PC, shout, shout out to Paris and the whole Gamer Tag one. crew. Um, I think I'll get it on both. And one thing that kind of convinced me with that is my experience with Overwatch. Like, right. I really love Overwatch on the PC, but almost all of my friends are playing on console. So, on like, mm-hmm. I definitely have a group on PC, but I feel like I'm missing a lot of awesome co-op experiences because I don't own it on on my PS4. Um, so I think with Destiny too, I think I think I'm probably just gonna, you know, say hey, I'm gonna do it on both, and that means I won't be the same. But like, I'm not. I think you could do it on both as long as you're not stressed about trying to keep them the same. You know what yes. I'm saying? I can definitely speak for that because I so I I made on Xbox, and that's where I started the right. beta right. before vanilla dropped, however long ago. <laughs> And then because of being in charge of Dames of Destiny and being on Guardian Radio and everybody in Guardian Radio plays on PS4. So the community kind of like gathered together to help me get a PS4 to force me to actually play it. And if you look at the number of hours I put into Destiny on Xbox, it'll be like, whoa, she plays a lot. And if you look at it on PlayStation, I get judged 
a lot because I've basically just I've done the bare minimum to get to level to do right. things with Guardian Radio and Dames, and that's about it. Right. And you, the, the you may have like a problem. realizing that it's okay to have a main console and have the other one be the one that you play on when you want to play right. with people yeah. that are there. Right. You don't have to stress yourself to do both. And I was going to say, if you guys didn't say it, we have people ask this all the time and they start playing the game and they think about switching consoles. And I'm always right. like, if the reason you're going to switch consoles is purely for the like extra stuff that PlayStation gets, let's just rewind and look at the thing, some of the things that they've had. If you ask PS4 players, they will tell you it's really not worth it's it. It's really like, not. <laughs> it's not like it's not game breaking to have some of the things that they have. Right. The only one that I'm jealous of is Jade Rabbit, the gun that I still can't yeah. have on Xbox, and it's purely because it's got a freaking bunny on That's it, and nice. I like bunnies. That's it. <laughs> but um, right. you know, going where your friends are, where you're going to have the most fun, is the most important thing. <laughs> and the other thing I was going to say is, even if you don't, if you don't put tons of hours into it, that's fine too. Like. You can still get the DLCs and dabble with them here and there and still have a good time as long as it's worth the money to you. You know, like that's what it comes down to more, at least in my opinion, is if having fun with your friends in that game and then being able to experience some of the things going on in it are worth (laughs) it to you, go put a couple hours in. Screw the whole looking at like 10 days versus 20 something days versus two hours. I don't care how long you've played it as long as you had a good time when you did it and it was worth the money to you. See, this, this is why this is why you're amazing. <laughs> you know, even though you took away my chance to lord that over Cicero and make and and, oh, and, so sorry. and make me better than him in another thing, you know. Now I mean, you still are. But now I feel bad. At two bonnet, uh, but um, no, no, I I definitely agree though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, because yeah, because like you know, I have so many hours because. As I said, I did a lot of raids, and I would just zone out on strikes. I mean, I would just be playing, and all of a sudden, it's like 3 a.m. in the morning. And like, <laughs> I'm like, holy crap, I've been you know playing these strikes for a minute. So, um, Also, how many times have you walked away from your console with the game sitting on? Because I promise you, <laughs> if they broke down how many hours I have spent in orbit, just sitting there when my daughter has woken up or something has happened, oh, I guarantee you half of my yeah. time is in orbit. Yeah. Also... That won't be a thing as much anymore because we don't have to go to orbit anymore. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that was my little excited moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there's. I think people people get so used to. I'm gonna go all like serious for a second. Um, people are so used to that gaming used to be this thing you had to put a huge time commitment right. into. Like people who were gamers who call themselves that were the people that you stare stereotypically pictured like in their mom's basement playing games instead of going outside and like they sunburn the second they walk outside because they're like a vampire you know (laughs) like it's there's this stereotype of it and i think that we even as gamers today have stuck ourselves in that assumption that to call yourself a gamer you have to spend x number of hours gaming you have to take it so seriously you have to have thrown so much money a year at gaming or you have to be super involved in a clan or something like that you don't like realistically you you can pick up a game play it for a few hours and if you want to call yourself a gamer cool because if you had fun playing it you're a gamer like and i i think that we we forget that the word like literally the core word of video game right is is game it's supposed to be fun. And 
I think too often we, and we do this all the time on Guardian Radio as content creators. It's so easy to be like, because this is what we do. And sometimes I think we're afraid to walk away and take a break when we need to and recognize that's okay. And that if you don't like a game enough to play it 24 days worth, that's okay. It doesn't make you a bad gamer or a bad content creator. And it's okay to play other games. Oh my gosh, the number of times on Guardian Radio I've had to remind people who have written into us who are like, I'm having such a hard time getting myself to keep playing this game because I'm really mad at it. I'm like, okay, why right. are you still playing it? <laughs> You'll come back when Destiny 2 hits. You'll come back when the next DLC hits. Go play something else. If COD's where your heart is at, go play COD. If you want to play an indie game, go play an indie game. You'll come back a lot more refreshed, yeah. and that's okay. <laughs> like, I don't know. We get so serious about gaming, and gaming is such a different world than I think it used to be. And that's coming from somebody who wasn't really part of it. That's from somebody who observed it from the outside. Right. But Yeah, yeah, and I, I think we will take your advice and take a break. <laughs> On our show, this has been a great, uh, gr- great discussion, Bell. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you. So we're we're gonna hear from some folks that we're down with uh, d- during the break, and we'll come back and we'll talk about a couple of uh, news stories. So we will talk to you guys after this. Hey, hey, how you doing? I'm Dave Fanoy, and I want to say uh, I'm really into the Spawn on Me podcast. And I know it sounds like you're gonna get something on you that needs to be washed off, but. No, really, it's, it's it's not like that. Yo, yo, what's up, y'all? This is DMC in a place to be the greatest MC in history. And the only place for me to ever be is right here with Spawn on Me. Rah! This is Solid Snake, and I have a mission for you. Listen to Spawn on Me. And pay some damn attention. What's up, y'all? This is Israel Adana J. I'm on Spawn on Me, Bracago. It's the hottest show. Make sure you stay tuned in. Welcome everybody back to Spawn on Me episode 165 with Bell Bunny chilling. Uh, I'm here with C, the Stubnosticator, Stubby Stan. Um, Ka is out there doing Ka-like things, um, but he he will he, he will be back soon. Um, but yeah, we've had a great chat. Um, definitely, um, you know, we we we've enjoyed your uh, time, Bell, talking about Dames and Guardian Radio. Um, and all of your other experiences. So thank you so much. Um, well, thank you. And now we are going to shift a bit and talk about some of a few news stories of the week. Um, and the first one is Far Cry 5. Now, my thing about mostly single player games is once you get to part five, you should probably either stop or like really, really think about <laughs> like if you need a fifth version of a game that has not changed that much. Um, it's kind of like, you know, how Supernatural, yes. the TV series, yes. I think is going into season 13. Um, so it's kind of hitting like Smallville. It's 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 like Smallville where it's a show that you loved. Right. But then it's yeah. like, wrap right, it up, B. Um, let's wrap it up. Um, <laughs> so, yep. So like Ubisoft announced Far Cry 5 with a cover shot. And the cover shot... Um, essentially shows a remake of the last supper um in montana it's historically accurate um and there <laughs> <laughs> yes um and it essentially um when you look at some of the imagery it kind of looks like a uh, militant christian uh cult 
Um, there is somebody that's like bound like a prisoner with the word kind of sinner on, on their back. Um, obviously the last supper thing is, uh, there's, is, is, uh, you, you know, is like a, is a clear allegory. There's, there's like a goblet of wine and a piece of bread, which obviously is, you know, is like connected to the, like a Eucharist. Um, there's. Uh, like American flag that looks like it has like these iron cross kind of symbols that, um, you know, used to be associated with the Nazis, um, but like are now kind of like a a German military kind of decoration. Um, So, so a lot of people are anticipating that this, you know, could deal with sort of some of the religious kind of fundamentalism um, that, you know, that we've seen, um, in this country and and like far cry does have a history of being a game where you're going into locales mostly of people of like color you know and just kind of of shooting everyone up kind of like rambo style um so it's interesting that they're placing this one you know in well allegedly in the u.s i mean i mean like we still don't know exactly but like from the cover art kind of surmising that you know that these are kind of you know i thought it was in montana I thought that wasn't like a surprise anymore. It's in Montana. Well, I, I just mean that, like you know, I'm, I guess I'm the paranoid one where maybe there could be one part in Montana, and then you know, then you fly <laughs> out, and it's like, all right, like we're back in, like you know, in a third world country or something. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you, but but you are probably right, and I'm just being paranoid that it's like probably yeah, safe you, to say that the yeah. whole game is like in that area. So, you know, so like, so like that brings to mind, I mean, this game, you know, it could potentially cover some things that we don't really see a lot in games. I mean, we've definitely seen kind of the quote unquote redneck stereotype, but not really, I feel like covered any more than like just being sort of like a trope or like a thing. I mean, this could cover some, you know, really deep things of domestic terrorism you know, of a race of like living in like sort of like a rural, like a Midwestern area like uh, Montana. I mean, there's a lot of potential that this could try to cover some ground or, you know, it could just be screw it. This is another Ubi game where we're just kind of just, you know, you're, you're going to climb a tower and unlock some icons and, you know, and go, you know, do do kind of the same things that you've done in like other Far Cry games, or it could be more, you know, like uh, Watch Dogs Two, right? Which was, you know, which was a a great example of you know of like taking you know um, in some of these deeper kind of social issues. So I kind of wanted to get you guys' feelings on this. Have you do you have experience with the Far Cry series, and like what do you think that this can uh, you know that um, that this cover art can make you think about what the next game might be and i'll start with our guest bell have you played any far cry in the past and uh what what are you nope nope (laughs) so my answer is short i I was actually gonna ask you guys like in the past far cries have there been any like have they tried to deal with issues at all because the only thing i've seen was like the closing scene of one of the Far Cries, which everyone has the dude on the cover wearing the pink suit, which might be all of them for all I know. Yeah. I saw, like, the closing <laughs> scene of, I think it was that one, and I was uber disturbed by what I saw. That so I was just like, I'm out. 
I'm like, just to clarify for you guys, if the question ever is, have you played a game that is known for its violence? The answer will probably be no, because I'm just not. I don't separate well from. I know it's fake. My brain doesn't always believe me that it's fake, so I don't do well with that. So I play. I play Nancy Drew because. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, don't, I mean, if right. they're actually going to touch on issues, I think that's. Right. Great. I think it's awesome when games actually use the platform that they have to do good things instead of just make games. Not that there's anything wrong with making games just to be games, but I do feel like it's such a cool place to sneak in social issues and get people to actually talk about them. Because when you, when you directly walk up to somebody and be like, hey, let's talk about this social issue, a lot of people just walk the other way, yeah. right? Because they don't want to deal with it. Especially in the gaming world. they don't, like When you game, a lot of people are like, I just want a game to forget things. Right. But when you can kind of like sneak it in as part of the game, people start being like, oh, hey, oh, yeah, let's talk about that. And they're a little more open to it. And I think that's really cool. And part of me says it's, that almost should fall on developers to try to incorporate that more when they can. And also especially try to not emphasize stereotypes as much as they do. But I have no idea because I have almost no knowledge of the Far Cry franchise other than I avoid it. (laughs) (laughs) That is fair enough. I mean, we all can't play every game. So I I feel you on that. Uh, C, do you you have any any Far Cry experience? I I mean, yes, I I have limited Far Cry. I have more Far Cry experience than Bell Bunny. As as the That's not saying much. as the Far Cry expert between the two of us, <laughs> I must say. Um, so uh, you know, two things I want to say, Reef, you're over there sounding like conspiracy brother, talking about how it's. <laughs> I don't know if it's gonna be in Montana hey, or something. Right, right. <laughs> they just trying to tell you. Um, but, uh, so, the, so <laughs> the, the second, the second thing that I'll say is it is, it is a very, very good point that you, that you, that you make about the Far Cry series. We're in every other game, every game previous to this, with the exception of Primal, um, the, the game has taken place in a place where the indigenous people are people of color. Um, and you go around killing lots of natives while you're killing other people. Um, and you know, kind of indiscriminately as, as one does in video games. But in this series, particularly you, you are definitely murdering tons and tons of, uh, black and brown faces. Um, the, so it is ironic that this next game is set in literally one of the whitest places in America. Um, so, so, um, if, if for no other reason than that, I I may be there for it. (laughs) I don't know if that sounds terrible or not, but, uh, but (laughs) that's, that's where I am. Um, the other thing that I will say is that, uh, so you were talking about how, when a game gets to its fourth sequel, when they're talking about, you know, X, X game five, uh, that usually they, you know, they try and figure something out or do something else or, but you got to look at this game in the same way people look at American horror story, 
Far, the Far Cry series is the American horror story of video games. There, there is there is a set formula, and there is a framework that keeps that that you know gives you some connective tissue between one season to the next, and and with Far Cry, one iteration to the next. But they're able to just tell completely unique totally unrelated stories with completely different settings, but you're sitting down and you already know what to expect. And there are going to be some, some tentpole moments or, or there, there's going to be something, like I said, in the framework that lets you know, Oh, this is an American horror story season. And you know, in that case, it's certain actors, um, in Far Cry, it's certain things like there are going to be outposts. Like I'd be shocked if there weren't outposts. I'd be shocked if there weren't towers. Um, you know, I would. I'd be shocked if it wasn't open world where you could use vehicles and randomly find uh, some fauna to go off and do something crazy. Uh, in in you know two set outposts or to some enemies or, um, you know, whatever the case may be. Like, those are the things that you come to expect when you play a Far Cry game. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. So, um, you know, so in, 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 uh, in summation, thank you for uh, that. Get to kill white people. Um, That is the review that they're going to put on the back of their, their, their their box. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I, I just, you know, I, I, I Back to the box quote. I got really <laughs> a little turned off by Far Cry 3, especially, where you are on this island of indigenous folk and you are the literal white savior. And they kind of say, you need to save us. And then you end up being chosen as the real warrior. And then, you know, you've given this weird choice to either kill your, well, to, to like kill your right. friends. The statute of limitations not. is over. It, it, yeah, it's, 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 it's just a strange Right. Game. Well, that guy is um, a. It is a literal asshole. Like the last moment, he just turns into a sphincter. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I'm. I mean, we'll see. You know, I'm. I'm, I'm I mean, I. This is I, why I don't play this right. game. Hey, hey, Bell. We're giving you a ring. It also did not sell. Like your, your the back of the box quote that you just gave right. me, and and that description. I, I'm not sold. Right. Guys. right. <laughs> yeah. No. No. I, I, I mean, I, I. I mean, they. I mean, I'm assuming the games sell well if they're on the fifth yeah, one. Do. I know yeah. Far Cry Four was a big deal because it was like one of the early next gen uh, games for the PS4 right. and the. How, how long has the series been around? Like, when did the first uh, one? Oh man, I feel like Far Cry One was maybe PS2, maybe. No. Yeah, maybe no. I think that Far Cry One was. It says Far Cry One was two thousand four P- for Windows. Yeah, it was a PC okay. exclusive, yep. okay. and then right, it was it was made by Crytek. When you guys were when you were talking about the whole like once you get to the fifth iteration of a game, then I was going to just be like, uh, have you met Halo? Like, well, <laughs> or Halo right? 5? Well, well. Like, so I mean, so there's right. There's positives and yeah. negatives, right? Right. You know, yeah. so so you know, so you talk about Halo Five. The campaign was awful, but you're uh, also there was, with switching there was definitely companies as well, right. which kind right. of falls right. like you know that's probably not the best yeah. comparison I could have come up with. 
<laughs> right. But no, no. So I mean, well, I mean, the thing is, so the 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 this the single player campaign. Clearly, there was something going on behind the scenes there that that made them change directions with with the right. narrative there. Um, but the multiplayer is amazing. Um, if you you know if you are into that style of multiplayer, um, that game has definitely grown some legs and and much like what Bungie has done with Destiny, listen to their community. Three four three has done with Destiny with Bungie's <laughs> previous property. It's confusing. Yeah, it's sorry, Freudian <laughs> slip, right? Yeah, um, with Halo Five and really helped to turn that game, turn the multiplayer experience into something that that will continue to foster oh, yeah. a community and build a community around it. Um, but but oh, I, what I was going to say is, if you want to talk about the king of all fives, it's the game that we were talking about when you know before the yeah. show, which is Grand Theft Auto Five and GTA Online. Um, so you know, if you want to talk about fives, like they have struck gold several several times over Rockstar, and in fact. Every single one of those games is bigger and bigger, um, and and quite frankly, you know, again, you're not going to be sold on the or a number the of other bell, things, but you know, um, based on you know, based on what's going on, <laughs> right, right, but right, right, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's plenty, of, there are plenty of problems right. with that game. It is definitely a problematic game and a problematic series from a problematic group of developers. But technically, there really isn't there isn't much much better in the open world and space. It hits on the same um, doing the things that it does. It hits on the same type of thing you were saying. With there's, uh, you know, that, that, argue, there's that formula, right? Yeah. So I feel like that's that's the thing. Is like so when you when we compare this to TV shows right. and how right. you know you get to that TV show where you're like you're in your ninth season and you should like okay I'm gonna go get yeah, bones. You're a How I Met Your Mother fan. How I Met Your Mother should have ended at season eight, not season nine. Mother, I think right, everybody would right, agree. Right, yes. And that, part of that's because they started to change their formula, yes. right? Whereas yes. when you have a game that has a set formula and it's working, right. like right. GTA, like Far Cry, like Halo, as long as you're making the right tweaks that people want you to make, but you're sticking to that formula that is selling to people, and I don't want to call it a mindless game, but when it's yes. a game where you can sit down and you can play it on your own, and you can just you can play it when you want to play it, but there's no like stress to sit down and play it all in one go or to keep up with certain leveling up of certain things or whatever. When it's a like go to game for people when they just want right. to play, yeah, you could probably keep making it forever if you really wanted to, and yeah. it'll probably keep selling. You know, as much as we want to sit here and be like, "Are you overdoing it?" It's still working for them, yeah. and there's a reason for that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, and 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 like I do think that multiplayer focused game right, right, is a little right. different. Like you know, like I'm playing Mario Kart Eight. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, right. I I think if a game has that multiplayer component, then they're kind of exempt from it. But I think right, for these right, strongly right. single player games, like you know that that's where it gets a little difficult. Where like I'm like okay. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe we need to, you know, I mean, like, you know, like, like once we're on, you know, Call of Duty, Advanced, Infinite, Nonstop Warfare, <laughs> you know, like, like. Someday we're going to come back being like, that is the name. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like now, even, you know, they're going back to World War II, to their roots in terms of like their yep. games, you know? Yep. So it's like, like you kind of, you know, it, 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 and, and like I think Far Cry tried to do that with Primal, which I didn't play. 
but like I know that that was in in an attempt to take the series at least in a different time and a different direction and and my guess is by going back to five that I'm not sure how primal did, but you know, that, um, they probably wanted to go back to what was selling and what was working. As you said, Bell, you know, if it's working for them, you know, that they're going to keep doing it. So, um, all right, cool. Yeah. It, it keeps selling, right, right. keep selling, just, man. Just, just as an um, aside, GTA five has sold 75 yeah. million copies. Um, all right, so let's move to our second story. Um, so Microsoft yeah, Beam, which there is will the be a streaming service that no one uses, um, uh, had a big announcement recently. They changed their name to Mixer, um, which is kind of who cares. Um, but the how do you really feel about this topic? I, I mean, you know, I don't really care about what they call you know whatever. Like they get called it, you know, whatever Microsofty or something. I don't know. Um, but the thing that I am excited about, uh, is that they announced that they are really working on trying to get what they call co-streaming, which is available on their PC streaming. So like, this is something that's integrated within windows 10 and the Xbox one. And that basically means that you can have a team of up to four people that can broadcast together on one kind of split screen view with like one chat. So like that means that for example, you could have say like a four player game, say destiny, right. Or like overwatch and a person can go to one link and see all four people on the team or on different teams streaming, you know, and they don't even necessarily have to be playing the same game, you know? So like it can just be like four people streaming anything. Uh, which I think is cool because I know that there's been a lot of times, you know, for example, when we do our fundraising stuff where like we want to try to show different people streaming at like one link. So I think that for fundraising streams um, and for people that are streaming co-op in, in competitive games, this could be a bit of a competitive advantage for Mixer as they try to find their feet, find their feet, you know, in the world of Twitch and like a YouTube gaming um, you know, and like, I guess Hitbox and like some of the other kind of smaller ones as well. Um, so Bell, I know that you stream a lot. Um, you are a known streamer. Um, <laughs> I um, would use that very loosely, but sure. I will accept that yeah, title. <laughs> yeah. Is, is, uh, co-streaming, is it something that would make you, um, you know, think about trying out, uh, <laughs> Well, okay. So first of all, it's not a new idea. Um, it's new in the fact that it's actually being hosted on the same uh, outlet that you're using to stream. However, there's always been um, outside websites, yes. uh, such as like multi-Twitch yes. and stuff like that, where you could input multiple yeah. Twitch channels and watch them at the same time with a shared chat. However, having to give somebody an external link that comes from what appears to be a sketchy website at times makes people a little uneasy about actually going to it. Um, also, it had a hard time running all four things at the same time. So if it runs smoother than that and it's all hosted in one place, that's great. The only issue is, so I'm a, I'm a first of all, I play right. on PlayStation as well. So there's my question of, I'm kind of out of playing. Like, I don't, I wouldn't want to have to stream on Mixer for certain things and then switch over to Twitch for others. Like, I like that for me personally, Twitch, I can do anything on it. Um, 
Also, I don't know enough about Beam slash Mixer to know, can I stream, like, from uh, OBS or from XSplit to it? Or does it have to be straight through their setup? Um, uh, I know XSplit I, if, that you, you can. Um, okay. I don't use OBS, so I'm not sure. But I know that okay. XSplit has a Beam connection. Okay. Because uh, I'm a Mac user as well. So for me, I'm kind of like... Right. I don't know. Like, I guess if I'm streaming straight from my Xbox, it could be cool. I don't know if it's the thing that would make me switch, though. Like, of course, I'm curious about trying it out, but the problem is I feel like if right now I was like, hey, you guys, I'm streaming on Mixer. <laughs> Are, is, is, like, is, is my average viewer going to be like, I'm going to go make an account on Mixer and watch it there when I could have watched you on Twitch right. because everybody's, you know, like, there's got to be something more that draws people completely away from Twitch to any of these smaller uh, sites or outlets in order to make streamers want to consistently go there. It's kind of like even YouTube gaming. Unless you started there and you're already a YouTuber and you've got your following there, the average person that's on Twitch doesn't switch over to YouTube. Like, to be honest, the, for the first time the other day, I went and watched somebody gaming, <laughs> streaming on YouTube. Like, I just, yeah. I don't, it's not my default space to go to. It's only, and it's only because it's a person I already am subscribed to on YouTube that I even saw they were doing it. So... They've got to come, like, these are cool little features that obviously, like, if Twitch could have them, I'd be like, heck yeah, this is awesome. Right. But are they going to make me switch to something that's currently unknown right. and is still too much of a baby for me to even necessarily trust it? I don't know. And I also, at least personally, I don't know enough about the revenue aspect of it. Like, right. if you're trying to really go somewhere with streaming, Twitch has got all that stuff set up and they just came out with, like, I just got affiliated. Nice. I'm already get. I'm already... Congratulations. <laughs> And I'm already getting bits and stuff from people. I have no idea if Beam's got like right. anything like that yeah, set up, I don't and that how experienced are they with this? You know, how much is if everybody suddenly switched to Beam, are they going to crash? Like, how much support do they have? Oh, Mozzle Switch is used to hosting that many people at one time. I, right. you know, like I just personally I need to learn more, and I think that they need right. something that's really going to kick Twitch's butt to get enough people to pull over there for it to be worthwhile for streamers yeah. to pick that over other things. But Well, I, I'll, I'll say that, uh, you know, I guess the, I'll answer one of your questions right, right off the bat by saying that Beam is kind of an unknown. Mixer is less of a known because they just changed the name today. <laughs> Which makes um, it sound like an audio thing. Yeah. I don't right. know well, why. But... Yeah, it, you know, it, yeah, it just, it, it, I mean, it really, it sounds like the new dating app. Um, <laughs> so I can swipe left um, on Mixer. Hey, guys, I'm streaming right. on Mixer. Come check <laughs> right, me out. Right, right. Hey, you're oh, doing a streaming um, so, uh, Can you swipe um, left and right? <laughs> right. So the, the, the thing I think that we're forgetting is that, Irrespective of what the name of this of this new app is, it's the new streaming app from Microsoft. So whether you know whether they'll have the actual infrastructure set up for streaming multiple people is not something that you have to concern yourself with. Um, you know, and it's obviously now that Twitch is owned by Amazon, that's also not something that you have to worry about. Right. 
with Amazon um, or, or, or with Twitch or, you know, for that matter, YouTube. We're talking about three of the biggest technology companies in the in the game, period, um, between Google, Amazon and Microsoft. So that part, the technology part is 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 fine. I you know, I yes, I'm dubious of whether or not they have uh you know, or what their plan is for uh having professional streamers on on their service. I know that that's, you know, I they would be really really dumb and they haven't made a lot of dumb mistakes in the Phil Spencer era um of him running Xbox as as a as a brand. Um, I know that they've thought about those things. I just don't know what that is. And that's the bad part. The bad part is that they've released this service and, and the messaging isn't clear for everyone. And they're, they're asking people and trying to convince people to switch to something new without the old thing being broken. Um, but the the positive the the you know the one thing that they've got going for them is that they internet explored beam into um the xbox one um which which for those of you who don't understand what that reference means is that back in the day um and they they lost this class action suit microsoft did where back in the day they used to install uh Internet Explorer by default on every version of Windows that was sold. So every PC had it and it was, you know, it was a monopoly on on their uh, on their service. And Beam is the same way on the Xbox one where you used to be able to stream. Like if you look at the new uh, dashboard layout, there's a little satellite on there. And you go to that and ask for your streaming services. But the only streaming service is this brand new effing service that you'd never heard of called Beam. And, <laughs> and not Mixer. Right. And, right. And, and now Mixer. Mixer. Right. And not the streaming <laughs> service that you had been using all along, Twitch. Well, and they in actually fact, repl- you, can you not directly stream from Xbox to anything but Beam now? No, you can you can okay. use you can use Twitch to stream. You just have to go to the Twitch app and select broadcast now because wow, if you really? if you're like me so it's not part yes, of the share yes, they really they, I, push that I, like wow. right like I'm not joking with the with That's the analogy nice. of this being the Internet Explorer. Wow. They have Internet Explorer beam <laughs> onto the Xbox One. Wow. So um in like if you still use voice commands like I famously do, I still have my connect uh, uh connected <laughs> Um, but so if I say, Hey, Cortana broadcast, she'll pull up beam until you tell it or, and now, or now mixer until you go in and uncheck mixer as the default streaming application, even though you've never used it before. And then, right. And then you've got to go to Twitch, select broadcast from Twitch it will open up a snapped window. It's the only application on <laughs> all terrible. of Xbox that still snaps. I honestly, if that happened to me, if I was and, trying to stream then, for the first time again, straight through my Xbox, and that popped up, I might instantly just be like, "Yeah, what is this? Screw this! I'm not even gonna like you know. I don't know if I'd ever F even you, give it right. the time of day. Right. Yeah, right. Just out of spite. 
Wow. Hmm. That, right, I, just out I, of spite. I, I didn't know yeah. that. I guess so, I figured that Microsoft might put Beam on top of the list, but I thought it would still be a list. No. There is the, the there is a list of one. A list of one. Interesting. Right. It, like, even after you set up Twitch again, it doesn't appear on the streaming list. Interesting. Now, I'm not sure if that is an oversight in the biggest of air quotes. Um, and that they will, you know, if they've, they've kind of been called out on the carpet about it, if they will make the change. But, uh, you know... Who knows? I, I don't I, personally, I don't know of anyone that is streaming on their Xbox and is using Twitch just from their Xbox and is an affiliated partner or someone who is making a, you know, yeah, like part of their income. As, there, yeah, definitely, yeah, there definitely yeah. are. Uh, I mean, less on Xbox than there are on PlayStation, just because I think more people in general right. play on PlayStation at this right. point, question mark, maybe? <laughs> right. Well, and they, ha- I mean, yeah. okay. two, to, sure. two to one, but they have more. There definitely so, are like, people you know, who stream yes. straight from their consoles, too. Because, to be realistic, when you guys congratulate me on the affiliate thing, it's super cool and it's exciting, but it's actually really easy to qualify for it. Um so, like, I guarantee you there are people who at least have gotten the invite um, who just don't have the, the money for the setup to stream through some other source. Um, right. But I don't know how many right, of them sure. just defaulted to Beam Mixer because it's there now. I don't know. Like, I'd be curious to know, like, how many people actually went, oh, this is my <laughs> option now, and just went with it. Versus how many actually went, oh, I'm going to go open the Twitch app on here. Like, I really want to know what those numbers look like. Um, I did see a friend of mine on Twitter who was streaming to Beam. And I almost, I tried to click on it. And it wouldn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Right, he was like, what is that? No, it was actually, um, do you guys know of Green Skull? He does a lot of, uh, okay, he was actually streaming to beam which is what made me click on it because i was like oh if he's doing it maybe this is something interesting and then i tried it and it just it wouldn't and it made me like create like sign into my xbox account i did that and it just wouldn't load i'm like well i'm done you shouldn't have to sign into (laughs) account to view a stream that's ridiculous um but yeah i mean I, i i would wager to guess that people that do stream on twitch with xboxes probably do it through a capture card in their PC Most, so they right. can have their logo right. and, uh, and their scene and right. all that stuff. Because yeah. to see his point, if you have to go through the app and do it, I mean, that's just uh, that's going to knock out a lot of people unless really serious streamers that probably already do it through a PC anyway. Right. Well, right. that's, so that's right. my yeah, question is, as a Mac user, am I even able to, like, through the systems that I try to use – Am I even able to access Beam through my computer? Because if not, that's closing off. I know I'm not a huge community over here, but like, that's a group of people who do stream. I've got to, I've like, so my answer would be I've got to imagine, yes, there are definitely mechanisms uh, put in place already. How many plugins do I have to include to do it? But but my answer, (laughs) right. But my serious answer to that is, is, part and parcel with my secondary portion portion of that answer, which is, I don't know. And that's the problem. We don't know. 
And that, you know, they've released this they've released this service to compete with these other services that are very well known. You know, Twitch is obviously leading the pack, but YouTube gaming's got, you know, they've got the power of YouTube and Google behind them. So it's at least a known commodity in the space, even if no one uses it relative, you know, relatively speaking. Um, But you can't introduce your service. And not tell it's anybody. Microsoft, though, man, that's what they do, man. <laughs> nah. nah, man. They, you know they got market. They've got marketing power. Like, like, you know the the June first, the Xbox Game Pass launches. I've received seventeen <laughs> emails. It's, I felt like Obama was emailing me. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've got email after email about the Xbox Game Pass directly from Microsoft. That this thing is coming out. I got an email from them about Mixer. I didn't even know Beam was a thing <laughs> until it updated. So they want you to know about the name change, but not about the thing right. itself. Not not about the thing itself, and that is that a problem. That is a real problem. Yeah. Like I figured as That's an Xbox gamer that there would be stuff in the dashboard. There would be nope. all kind of stuff like telling you exactly what it is and how to access it. That is crazy. I, I'm sure. I'm sure there is something there. Yeah, but you if shouldn't you have go to look to for look. it is what I'm saying. But what right, right. You shouldn't have to you shouldn't have to look for it. And this is one of the problems with the new version of the of the dashboard. Like I'm turning into Xbox Guardian Radio <laughs> right now, but like like it's it the one of the new pro, one of the problems with the with the new dashboard is they've made it too easy for you not never yep. to go to the dashboard. And and you know, I mean that's a plus and a minus, right? Because now you're going directly from one app to another. So whether you're watching TV, if you're one of those people that still watch TV, <laughs> pointing at myself through their Xbox, then you can go and watch your TV. And then if you could switch, you know, you can switch to Netflix and you can go and check your friends and you can go and start a party. You can take a screenshot. You can record things. You can do everything that you need to do without ever having to go to the dashboard. And because you don't ever really have to go to the dashboard, you never have a reason to actually see the dashboard, um, to see the home screen. And and so, you know, as a result, if there was something up there about Beam, I would have never seen it because I never have to go there. You know anymore. how nice it would be if they just did, like, so the, it was bringing us back to Destiny for a second here. Because I have to do that at least right. once. Um, <laughs> but when you sign into Destiny and there's a new event going on, or like if Iron Banner has come mm-hmm. back, when you first sign right. in, it pops up this notification yes. on your screen that you have to exit yes. out yes. of. And it has all the information there. Yes. Why don't consoles do something like that where when you sign in, that it pops up if there's something that you should know about. They want. I mean, they should want you to know these yeah. things if they want you to use them. It pops up, and then right. from there, because... All of these things are connected to the internet, but for some reason, they never have just, like, click on this link for more. Why is there no link for me to just be like, right, I want right. to read more about this? And so if I chose to learn, I don't know. it's there. They at least reached out to me, and now I'm aware it exists. Rather than me being like, I see somebody doing it on Twitter. I'm like, oh, I want to check that out, and now I won't let me view it, so I don't right, care about right. it anymore. Right. <laughs> like, All right. Well, uh, three Mixer fans here. Right. Uh, <laughs> I will say that I my interest is peaked to try it, though. Sure. I do want to try the mm-hmm. multi-streaming. I right. will not switch because even though I don't stream as much as I want to, I do have a good 
you know, I have a pretty cool Twitch following. Right. Um, I do know some people, though, that stream on both Twitch and YouTube gaming, like, at the same time. Oh, dude, that's going to be messy. Um, I don't know how they do it, but they, but they do it, and they have, like, two different chats and, and like, everything. Um, so I'd be curious as to if there's some um, when uh, either PC or Xbox users that stream to Beam and Twitch, you know. Right. Um, well, you can't do it from your Xbox. Yeah, that's yeah, but you can snap the app. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Exactly. It would definitely right. be through, like, a PC. But, yeah, I mean, I would – I'd be curious to like try it, like you know, like uh, when I get like Destiny Two on PC, I would love to say, "Hey, well, hey, we're 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 going through a raid or some strikes, and like here, like uh, you can hear our group chat and see everybody's screen." I think that would be yeah. cool, but I, but like yeah. yeah, I don't know if it would be enough for me to say, "Hey, I'm you know I'm moving to Beam." When, when, like, we don't even know if Max can, like, you know, do <laughs> like, it. Like, I don't know if I can right. do it, you guys. Um, I what I'm super curious about is to see if Twitch grabs onto this and does their version because that's all it would take to just be like, bye, Mixer. Like, if they, unless they come up with something yeah. else, but it, I, it'd be really, really cool. I hope this push, pushes Twitch to be like, hey. This is one thing that people are actually pulling out of Mixer that they're really interested in. Maybe we should finally support it on our site. I hope. I hope that's what comes yeah. out of this. Well, that that and the low latency. I well, mean, yes. The fact that they, Which yeah, technically the has been is... sort of in beta for a while. Isn't there like, I think there's like a thing you can click that's like, this might mess up things, but <laughs> you can technically choose to get rid of that latency between your chat and your stream. And but it might break everything. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so if we can just move that out of beta and figure it out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a weird thing too because I think we've gotten so used to the delay in Twitch mm-hmm. that I don't even mind it anymore. Like even when I'm doing something like Jackbox Party Pack or something, you know, it's you just deal with it because you're so used to it. You know, even though it right. would be cool to have a live thing, but right. yeah, hey, I'm I'm just happy to see. Even a big company like Microsoft, I I like seeing companies try different things and mm-hmm. try things out if it well, works. That's how things happen. Like it's not like, as far as I would understand, most big sites that we're currently fans of and use every day, they didn't just suddenly like wake up one morning and be like, "We know everything there is to know," and every reason to suddenly use us. It takes trial and error. It took somebody smaller deciding to create something. If you've ever watched Social Network. This is where I'm kind of going. (laughs) To Justin Timberlake's house? (laughs) Exactly. We're going to Justin Timberlake's house. No, his failed, remember? No. (laughs) I I was an avid, uh, avid uh, Napster user. Napster. Uh, You couldn't even remember the name for a minute. (laughs) I I, I actually couldn't. But uh, in college, I was introduced to the beauty of Napster. And this is back when Metallica was rallying against them and all that kind of stuff. And it was amazing to be on a college yeah. land connection when Napster was in full swing. It was unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. Um, but uh, so uh, we do want to make sure that Belle can get out of here, even though we want to talk to her all night. Um, yes, all night. So, uh, hey, if I get a couple drinks, I'm good for a while. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so so um, see, I know that you wanted to end on a uh, – on a little jaunt that you recently had yeah, uh, so, in the world of Elite Dangerous. Right, yeah. So, you know, one of the beautiful things about gaming is 
you know, all of this emergent gameplay. And, and again, if you've listened to the show for a while, you know that I really am a big fan of the uh, Elite Dangerous franchise. Great, great series. You fly around the Milky Way galaxy. You, you know, you're doing whatever you want to do. Well, I was in this star system doing, I was space Ubering um, in my in my what's called my my ship is called a dolphin It's basically like a small limousine a limousine it's a small limo uh space limo and i was space ubering <laughs> in my dolphin that i, I call no echo, echo d uh, echo I'm d of space balls like you're in like a winnebago right in, in, in the, in the no well it's not a winner it's like yo if it was a winnebago it'd be the flyest winnebago <laughs> ever it's you know so um, it's it's literally it's a it's a white spaceship and it's got a hundred percent tint on all the glass black tint so it's white and black it just looks dope it's dolphin this dolphin is dope so anyway so there's two types of of subspace travel there is um, super cruise. And hyperspace. Hyperspace is what we think of as light speed. And super cruise is you traveling faster than not necessarily. Well, yeah, you're traveling faster than light, but uh, in between while you're in a star system. So you can get from one point of the of that star system to to another very, very quickly. So and that's how you travel around. So I was traveling from this space station to a planet so I could land on the planet and scan some stuff. And people can be pirates in this game. You know, you can kind of do whatever you want. So people can be pirates and they can pull you out of subspace into regular space into from super cruise into regular space using this thing called an interdictor. (laughs) They can interdict your movement. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And. They can interdict your movement. You guys are juvenile. You're such children. I can't. I can't so stand. So they interdicted your so, dolphin. Your dope dolphin. Yes. 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 My dolphin. Yes. Echo. Oh, poor Me and Echo, Echo were minding our own business. Right. Echo D dolphin. Um. So. Um. We got interdicted. Well, this guy went to interdict me, and as as when you get interdicted. You have to line up with this escape reticle and there's a, a good bar and a bad bar. So the, the longer you're out of the reticle, the bad bar comes up. So I'm trying to chase the reticle so I can escape this interdiction. And I wind up flying through the sun of the star system because I had dope shields. I flew through the sun, but I broke out of my... Um, it pulled me out of Super Cruise, and it pulled him out of Super Cruise as well because he he successfully interdicted me. But he was in the middle of the damn sun when he got pulled out of Super Cruise. In the middle of exploded. the sun? He was in the middle of the sun because I went through the sun, what? and my shields went Because he has dope down. dolphin shields. I have dope dolphin shields. Exactly. And the interdictor doesn't have dope dolphin shields. He didn't have dope dolphin shields because he was in the middle of the sun and he exploded. Okay. I, That's what you get. Shout out to okay. to the dude I, who tried to. I don't uh, care what kind of interdicting me. that you did. 
there's no way right. this game should allow you to fly through a sun. Like, <laughs> That's the part we're bro, stuck That is on. absurd. <laughs> yes, that is right. As a science person, right. that is what right. that is so, what <laughs> draws my yeah. ire. Right. So I didn't fly directly through the sun. Oh, I didn't because I was able to skim the top. I lost a lot of hull strength and my shields were depleted and my my ship started overheating because of the, all the radiation. But he landed directly in the sun <laughs> and he exploded. Okay. Yes. All right. More interdictions so, so, every week by uh, yes. W. Stan. And, uh, that's right. You know? So the moral of the story is don't interdict somebody's dope dolphin when near a that's, sun? No, not when you're a sun. When you're near when a, you're sun. a sun, no, no, yeah. so don't interdict yes. without protection yes. if you're near a sun. That, that is. is what see, I, I was gonna go there, and then I thought it'd be weird if I was the one that went there. So I'm glad somebody yeah, else well, took this, it for me. This is a safe space. Oh, well, this is a safe this space. Is a, right, this is a safe space. I can be as right. crude as I we want. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You know, what? Uh, we appreciate yeah, you was, more for being crude. It was actually pretty funny. I feel like there's like there's like STI jokes in here somewhere with the. The burning of the sun and the just—I oh, there's so I many ways I could go. That's right. Yeah, when he's like he landed in the sun and he exploded and he burned and I'm like, Dude, you got like some elite gonorrhea, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, essentially yeah. is what your game is. Yeah, we've got to go to uh, got to go to the clinic. Man, well, hey, see, you never knew it, but your game is teaching you really important lessons. That's, absolutely, that's why I keep playing it. Sure, <laughs> it, it should be played in. In a health classes all over all over the high school, all, oh. every high school. Oh. Yep. Wow. What did you learn today at school, honey? How to properly inter- interdict near a sun. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh my god. Make sure that dude right. gets burned. <laughs> oh my god. Oh wow. Well, uh, let's get out of here. Punch it, Chewy. <laughs> Take us, get us out of here, Chewy. I don't want you interdicting Chewy. All right, we love. Oh, no. yeah, we still got a couple episodes left in uh, in in this trilogy. Right. I don't, I don't want my man Chewy. He, he already lost his partner, man. I don't want, I don't want my man Chewy to, right? You know, get get. Uh, we, just, we just keep going. Oh, man. Um, well, that is a definite end to the show. Uh, Thank you, Belle, so much for for uh, being on. Um, oh no, thank you guys. Thank you so much for the laughs. Yeah, uh, this this was a lot of fun, and you know, as I said before, like I really respect what you do, and and I think you're awesome. Um, and I also hope that you know that like we get to meet. I, I know that you've done a few meetups um, in Chicago, and, and I think you did one in Madison. Madison, um, and the next one we're hoping to actually do it. In the Milwaukee Ooh, area, it's been requested. Well, Just saying. Hey, well, I will definitely have to follow that because you know, if, mm. if I'm in town, I will definitely try to make it. Um, you know, because like you. You know, all the projects that you're affiliated with, you know, all have just a great energy, great positivity, and great community around them. Um, and that's you're gonna make me cry. You know, it's really cool. <laughs> so, hey, we we believe in celebrating people that that do awesome things. So, um, so see. Uh, Oh no! I, I actually, actually, so uh, Bell, how how can people contact you? Um, how can people, you know, if there's people that are interested in in joining the Dames or in listening to Guardian Radio or or like Safe Gamers, um, just run down all the different ways that people can can get down. Okay, 
can get down. You can get down with Bell Bunny on Twitter. <laughs> um, it's at B E one one E Bunny. As I explained, somebody else took Bell Bunny from me and won't give it to me. Um, but everywhere else, I'm just Bell Bunny. That's I mean t- Twitch, it's Bell Bunny, YouTube. Bell Bunny Gaming, I think. There's not a ton of Bell Bunnies, so if you just look it up and you see somebody that looks vaguely like me, not that you can see me right now, that's me. So you're welcome for that explanation. (laughs) Imagine what I look like. Most of my pictures have bows in my hair. There we go. We'll go with that. Um, I just wear bunny ears always instead. That would probably make it work better. But anyway, um, and then as far as Guardian Radio, if you literally just google search guardian radio otherwise it's uh the guardians of destiny.com is our site and you can find all of our links and stuff from there on twitter we're at guardians of d because we're super immature <laughs> <laughs> guardians of interdiction <laughs> exactly <laughs> i fit right in you guys um and as far as uh dames if you're at all interested we would love to have you join dames or safe gamers um easiest way because bungie.net is kind of weird sometimes if you just look us up on twitter so it's at dames of destiny on twitter and safe gamers is at safe underscore gamers i believe or is it all one basically just search us um otherwise our websites pop right up when you google search us as well and uh just request to join us um you can do it through our websites and everything and there's a bit of a process for either one of them just because we like to vet our people a little bit to make sure that you're awesome. Basically, safe gamers don't be an asshole and you're in, or at least hide being an asshole and you're in. <laughs> and with dames, there's a little bit of a process where we just get oh, to know you a little I'm bit out. better to make sure that you're a cool woman. <laughs> That's kind of about it. But if you have any questions, just come find me on Twitter. That's where I, I live, eat, breathe on Twitter. Mark Mark from Guardian Radio once told me that I am the tweetiest tweeter that ever did tweet in the tower. <laughs> because I tweet way too much. That is something Mark People, would say. It is, it is. But anyway, yeah. So if you have questions, just hit All me right. up and I would love to answer them if I can. Sweet. And thank you guys so much for having me here. It was a huge honor and I'm glad I finally got to come on. It's been a while in the making. Yeah, so. uh, hey, you know, schedules and like we're all busy. So, you know, we're just happy when we can land great people. Um, and and like it was great to like actually get you so close to the yeah, Destiny 2. Yeah. Like, it all worked well. out. So we appreciate you making So I could be like, I don't have words for you guys, but it was cool and you weren't there. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, so uh, C, uh, why don't you run down the uh, social media business? I don't want to. Uh, so social media business <laughs> is as follows. You want to follow us, you want to go to Twitter, at Spawn on Me. That is the Twitter handle. You want to follow us individually, look in the bio. All of our information is right there. Facebook, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, maybe. We're all spawn what? on me. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if we. I, I don't understand. Happening? I don't understand. Do we have a Snapchat? I don't understand it. Promoting the show. Right. I am promoting the show. So, like, you know, spawn on me. All social media channels. That's where oh we are. God. Right. All right. How spawn about on. this? Just follow at Sharif Jackson and I'll tell you <laughs> where, where everything is. You can you can uh, you can go to spawnon.me. That is our homepage. Yes. You can okay. find this episode and all other now episodes um, right there. 
Uh, or you can go to ESN.FM slash Spawn On Me. That is our network studio home. Uh, check us out there. And um, make sure you check out the podcast on iTunes or NPR One or Google Play or Overcast, wherever you are, wherever your favorite podcatcher is. Uh, if it is a place where you can rate and review, please do so. And, of course, subscribe. And, of course, tell your friends. And if you want to send us a message that is a, more than 140 characters, send it to us in our email, Podcast at gmail.com. Hey, man, I think you finished that up quite well. Look at, look at you. Just took you a little while <laughs> oh, to get started, you. but you. Get you, get you got it out. Yeah, man, you know, I was... Right, the gun, st- uh, you know, sounded too, off, and too I much interdicted, man. I derailed you too. I'm sorry. It was just too much interdicting, man. Yeah. Just had your brain, <laughs> your brain just. You got too close to the sun. Yeah, yeah, um, yep, yeah. So, um, quick preview. Obviously, E3 is coming up, so we'll be giving our E3 right. predictions, and then Khalif and I will be at E3. Um, right. So, if you're going to be at E3, That's if you're correct. a dev and you want to show something. We're currently in the process of booking appointments. Um, and, uh, Belle, are you going to be at uh, e- E3 at all? Not that I know of. It'd be super cool if I was, but Guardian Con's, like, oh, right, right after yeah. that. Yeah, right. So it's kind of opposite direction, yeah. and I just came back from one side. Yeah. So, well, but yeah. well, someday. Well, it'll, <laughs> it'll, it'll be my first E3, so I'm super excited. Um, and, uh, you know, so, yeah, so uh, make sure to look out for our upcoming coverage on that as well. Um, so with that, y'all, that is the end of the show, and we will say peace. Peace.